Welcome to Think Orphan, the podcast for orphan excellence. Real talk with real people navigating the global orphan crisis. Welcome to the Think Orphan podcast, where we help you navigate the global orphan crisis with experts from around the world. We are so glad to have you on episode 200, and I am here with the host, Phil Dark. Well, folks, if that didn't just get your nostalgia going, I don't know what would have. That was, if you don't remember, then you probably are newer to the podcast. That, in fact, was the one and only Kelly Stewart, who was part of episode one, two, and probably the first 40 or so episodes of this podcast that God's done some pretty cool things over the last 200 episodes now, which is just crazy that we are now six years in, 200 episodes in, and we have with you today, Kelly, as you just heard, Rick Morton, our good friend, uh, is with us as well. And of course, Brandon is with us. Unfortunately, Karen was not able to join us today, but she sends her uh, just greetings and well wishes and all of her brilliance which I will not even pretend to uh, broach today on her, you know, psycho, social, psychological stuff. Maybe Kelly can bring some of that to us just because she's been in enough, you know, meetings and conversations with people that she can, you know, kind of sound like Karen. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. This is just going to be a great conversation. I have no doubt just reminiscing over the last couple, you know, hundred episodes of what God has done in our lives and uh, what we've learned together as the co-hosts. So, Rick, what's going on, man? Man, a lot. It's uh, it's been uh, it's been a busy, you know, year or so um, for you guys and for us and for you know for for a lot of us in the space. But we're um, you know things are things are going well. Enjoying the uh, you know the opportunity to branch out and begin to do ministry in some different places around the U.S. that we, you know, hadn't previously been in. And so I think our, our ministry here at Lifeline's grown by four states and seven offices since the last time I was on. And we've continued to, you know, move forward globally as well, getting ready to head to Dubai for an international conference in about four weeks. And, um, and a lot of uh, crazy media stuff that has started to happen around, uh, you know, around our ministry. So it, it's fun to, it's fun to come back and kind of have this conversation because I, I feel like in a lot of ways I cut my teeth on, you know, understanding interviewing and understanding, you know, this side of, of production and all that as a part of, you know, as a part of this podcast and, and God certainly is exercising those muscles in a lot of, you know, in a lot of ways these days. So, it's fun to it's fun to come back and have a nostalgia moment, but but it also brings back a lot of memories that uh, that are kind of ever present, just uh, because of some of the things I find myself doing all the time now. That's so cool. That's so cool. And Kelly, you know, we heard from you earlier, just that 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 silky smooth voice that we remember from the opening days of the podcast. But uh, what have you been doing for the last? You know, I've pro- it's been like. Four years, probably, yeah, since you five, recorded. Yeah, five years. Yeah, yeah. five, five. Like so, yeah, you, you know, so, what, what's yeah. going on in the Stewart in the Stewart clan? Stewart home. So we uh, moved from Northern California to uh, to the Nashville area, um, which is kind of our roots, is where we where we have lived most of our adult life. And so 
I've had several different roles since then. Um, I was on staff at a church for a season and and actually ended up as their missions director and was able to really take a lot of what just the conversation still that you and I had and with mm-hmm. our guests of what does it look like to do missions in a way that does not harm children? Um, what does that look like to be responsible and, and really change, hopefully have an impact on changing some of that conversation around how we enter into those to those areas um, with excellence and with integrity and in a way that, that helps and doesn't harm. From there, I went back to my roots of just adoption social work, I actually worked for Lifeline for a season um, as an adoption social worker, one of their, is their adoption counselors, and really love that, doing that in the state of Tennessee. And uh, currently now, um, I am serving our school system here where we live as a school social worker. And mm. it's really been, I think, just as, as, as an adoptive mom, but also as, as, a, as a social worker, understanding the impact of trauma and what that looks like and what does that look like in a classroom and how do we approach children who have been impacted by trauma, whether they come through the foster care system, whether they've been adopted or whether just things that have happened in their own home, a home of origin, uh, it plays out uh, incredibly in the classroom. And so um, really have had a chance to do some training on what does a trauma-informed classroom look like, a lot of mental health um, just conversations and being being in that space and um, hopefully to bring the perspective where we're constantly pushing like what how the, their little brains have been impacted and how that's going to play out and how can we best support these kids so that's really kind of the space I've been in but it's always in the back of my mind just so many of those conversations still that you and I've had and and really just changed so many of my it, it's not that it changed my perspective I feel like that so many of our conversations it just opened up this other perspective that I just hadn't explored. And so from that, I really see how um, it's continuing to impact me today. Yeah. You know, that's, that's so cool. That's so cool. I think the, the question that's really burning in my mind right now is how is Rick as a boss, you know, since he was clearly your boss, like probably your direct report. No, we were we were so far line. on opposite ends of <laughs> yeah. lifeline spectrum that uh, yes. yeah, yeah. That it's 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 a bit yeah. of a complicated organization, and we were well we were well on opposite ends. You're yeah. at the top yeah. of it, and she was probably one of the underlings. I was just a minion. Yeah, I was yeah, just a little minion. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> true. Yeah. Look, I sure. I knew Kelly was out there. Like I knew, and <laughs> and when you know, and 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 when the conversation, I was like, yeah, she's awesome. You guys should do that. You should. You should hire her and try to figure out how to keep her. And uh, yeah. but that was about the that was about the greatest amount of input that I had yeah. in any of it along the way. That's all right. Yeah. All right, Brandon, you're you're kind of just sitting sitting back and and soaking it in because I know you know you've been around since the beginning as well. I mean, you've been part of this show since the beginning, starting as a a little you know a little boy in Tanzania. And now a man uh, who is who is fully grown. We're all proud of you and the man you've become. And uh, so, you know, how how are you feeling right now? Is this just like you're just you're just how am I feeling right now? I'm feeling yes. I, I'm feeling slightly patronized by that, but yeah. uh, other than that, now I feel good. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is fun, man. I, I know our listeners have heard me ad nauseum for the last year or so since. Uh, since you know joining the show uh so so no huge updates but it's just so cool to to hear from kelly and rick and 
um, you know, this this podcast, you know, we mentioned like listening in Tanzania started in 2016. And now we're 200 episodes in, you know, with, um, you know, tens of thousands of downloads, you know, every year. And to think that uh, this is, uh, you know, that, that this is making the impact to, to kind of, uh, and we're going to hear from some of those voices in this episode of people that have been listening along, people that have been joining the show as guests and as hosts. And to me, the cool thing is, I mean, this is a podcast. This is, you know, and in 2016, and kudos to you, Phil and Kelly, for, for getting this thing started, because in 2016, uh, podcasts were not as ubiquitous as they are now, right? It's actually a lot harder to start, you know, a podcast in 2022. And you guys were ahead of the curve. And because of that, you know, there has been this legacy of impact in families and organizations and, and ultimately kids, um, you know, that are being supported um, with excellence. And, and this has been, you know, an encouragement to those people. So I just kind of want to start off by, uh, you know, we're on Zoom here. If I could find the emoji, you know, the hand clap, you know, uh, for, for Phil and Kelly and Rick and Karen as well. Uh, for just the legacy that that all of you guys you know started and and led with, and of course just bringing in some of the most awesome guests you know which have gone all the way right up from, well I guess you know considering it was Jed both times from Jed to Jed, um, but a whole lot of people in between you know with those uh, two hundred episodes, um, but uh, but yeah man it's 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 cool to be a part of you know yeah. you know twenty sixteen there weren't a lot of podcasts out there. Um, so really think orphan was one of the first ones that I started listening to. And now it is part of my religion. I do listen to podcasts religiously. I don't listen to think orphan anymore though. Um, only because now we make them, but, uh, but you yeah. listen to it every week, uh, Brandon yes. more than, more than most, but, uh, now that's so cool. That's so actually technically Brandon episode one was Phil and Kelly and episode 200 is Phil and Kelly. So it's true. And, yeah, and, true. and a bunch of others, because as we will talk, we will, uh, have a bunch of other folks who I'm, I'm excited to hear what they have to say as well. Just as far as what, what this podcast, what this, these conversations, and that's what we've talked about from day one is this is a conversation, right? This isn't just some you know, passive thing, hopefully, hopefully this is a conversation that we're starting here that other people are able to have with people in different parts of the world. I think of Jeff Chifamba and, you know, all of us now know Jeff, you know, from his, from whether it's just his laugh on the show or if you've met him in person and just his big hugs and, but I remember him reaching out early on as well and saying, I'm sharing it with everybody in Zimbabwe. And, and he did and, and to be able to, to, to help others and help people out there with just, as you guys talked about these amazing people that we've been able to have on. And, you know, I remember Kelly, we had conversations in the beginning. It's like, well, let's just get people on and interview them and see if anyone listens, you know, and we'll see what happens. If God wants us to work, it'll work. And, and, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad he did because I've learned a ton. I know, um, just thinking back over all the episodes, that's something I just want to hear from each of you. Like, are there any specific episodes that surprised you or that you remember that were like, that was just amazing. Um, that was one person that I did not expect, you know, or that they, I did expect it and they just blew me away with their wisdom or the, the conversation or just it, it made you think differently about something. Is there, 
Is there, I mean, there might, there's, there's probably more than one, but is there one that just jumps out at you as I, as I say that to you guys? Brandon, you're nodding. Do you have well, something? There's, there's quite a few. I mean, and again, I think part of this gets back to kind of where I was as I started to listen, um, you know, and I had just come off of reading your book and I read Rick's book and I read, you know, a few of these, you know, books that were in that space. Of course, Johnny Carr, um, you know, read those books and was just encouraged and thinking. And, you know, as I turned into the podcast and just to hear other voices, um, there were definitely a few that kind of jumped out. And it's funny now because I pretty much know all of these people, but at the time I didn't. Um, boy, being somebody that works in family-based care in the global South, I don't, it would be hard to just say one, but um, listening to Ian, listening to Troy, listening to Delia, and listening to Rebecca, um, those were like the people I'm like, oh, wow, these are the people that are kind of moving and shaking, you know, in this space and, and kind of having some of that thought leadership. Um, and, and yeah, that was for me, that was huge, you know, and, and there was different takeaways from each of those, you know, different leaders and, and learning about their work. Um, but, uh, yeah, those would be ones that kind of stuck out to me personally, um, you know, cause I was, you know, working in the global South on on trying to get kids into family but i didn't really i didn't i, I was just jumping in because that's what i felt god called me to not because i figured that i you know had all the answers or anything and not that anybody has all the answers but to you know get some counsel and to get some expertise you know those are the types of people that were influential on me when i listened to them you know back in the day yeah that's funny the ian you say ian it reminds me of the fact that ian forber pratt is the man who's been on the show twice and not interviewed by me once, um, <laughs> which is a funny little fun fact. Kelly got to do the first one and, and Brandon got to do the second. I say got to because, man, that dude, that dude has some, some cool stuff to share. And I was bummed I couldn't do either of them, but just so happened I couldn't. But, um, you know, how about you, Kelly? You have that, any, anything that jumps out at you? Yeah, I think uh, Rebecca definitely is one that, I think because just hearing from her perspective what family-based care looks like and really it was so child-centered um, and having, it really kind of made me think through a lot of how we've approached, um, especially as, as, I guess, as, as, as churches, as we go in to try to, to try to do, do work, mission work, things like that. But just that, uh, just the passion she has behind all of that. And then uh, even Johnson Moore, just the, what does foster care look like? And, and, uh, you know, especially living in the U S as we see foster care become more and more of, um, of the norm in a way, um, but also the need that's always there around it. And then how can we truly, um, enter into those conversations really in a way that's, that's, it's not just being a foster parent, you know? So just all those, those ideas just really started uh, to kind of, I guess, be thrown around in my brain. And even now as our season of parenting looks different. Uh, we have two in college and two still in our home. And um, when our youngest is in high school, it's just going to be him here in our home. And so just really look, thinking through, like, I feel like the Lord's really starting to open my eyes to what does, what does it look like for teen foster care and the, the huge need that is there. And, um, and it, yeah, so those are some things I feel like just so many of those conversations, mm -hmm. I just feel like early on, I, there was never one episode that I did not learn something and where I was just so 
I guess in a, in many ways overwhelmed with the work that people are doing and the obstacles they face. Mm. Um, but also how we as believers um, are are sometimes narrow in how we look at how how care can be provided um, in that space. And so I, I don't, I, you know, even thinking back, Phil, when you and I, when you started this, you were definitely the brainchild and I just got to come along and kind of um, walk alongside you for a season in that and just your connections and just how you have just really led with excellence in this area is truly, truly um, a gift that the Lord has given me, just how you network and connect people. And um, it was just fun to be a part of. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And I love getting to connect people. And that's one of the things I've absolutely loved hearing the story after story of people that have been connected with each other through this podcast. And, and folks, if you're out there wondering, like we're, we're clearly buds with all these people because we're on first name basis, but it's Rebecca Nepp and Delia Pop, Ian Forber Pratt, Troy Livesay. Uh, I think those were the, the different folks who we just said the first names, but, but that's one thing, you know, as you say, the connections, it reminds me of, um, when some folks in McLean Bible Church connected with, um, oh geez, why am I blank? Help me out, uh, Ukraine, um, and uh, with the Ruslan. Uh, no, uh, Rick. We'll edit this. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> anyway, connected with someone in Ukraine that Rick knows. They were going to edit, edit it out. Yeah, we never no. edit it out. We never edit it out. Just because, you know, I forget these people. And she's a very good friend, and I'm forgetting her name right now anyway because this happens because there are a lot of people, and there are a lot of episodes. But um, And it will come to me as I'm telling the story. But she, she did the amazing stuff, had a year in Ukraine because she was struggling um, through the adoption. It wasn't Karen Springs it, because Karen hung out with all the people. They hung out. They never even hung out over there because... They weren't together at the same time. Rick's going to remember it too. Um, but uh, anyway, they connected together and they were able to start a ministry in Ethiopia because they heard, they heard her on this podcast and um, were able to start ministries because of it. And it's just like, that's what's so cool about being able to connect and, um, and be able to do that stuff. So th- that's something that I've just loved being able to see happen and see God using us um, to be able to connect those people in, di- in different parts of the world. So how about you, Rick, man? And uh, as you're talking, I'm going to remember and I'm going to apologize profusely to this good friend of ours who we're forgetting her name at this point. But I, I feel better that you didn't have it on the tip of your tongue either. You know, the thing is, and that's that's part of the challenge, man, I think is even the number of conversations or the number of years and the people and so many of these folks are are just they really are friends and they're people that we've gotten to know and have networked with and and you know there are i mean it's hard even to bring that down to a handful and i feel a little reluctant because i'm going to call somebody's name and leave somebody else out i think you mentioned one karen springs and the Mm -hmm. interview that we did with karen about her book and just the ministry that god gave her to cross with uh so many families in Ukraine. I think it was, I think that's such a meaningful resource that she's created. Um, it, it's hard in, you know, in what we do in, in the adoption part of the space to talk to families about what this journey looks like for the long haul. And I think her going back 
and and really harvesting stories and and telling the truth, like all the truth mm-hmm. about the joy and the difficulty and the different kind of ways that those things, you know, find their way into people's stories. It, it was powerful. And uh, and Karen's just awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's she's somebody that, you know, I think to all of us has become a has become a really great friend and and you know, trusted friend. And and so that was that was huge. I think about um, you know, the opportunity to sit down and talk with Robert Glover. And, mm. you know, Robert, Robert's one of those people for for me who has been a you know, it's kind of been a hero in this, you know, in this space and, and to really hear the, you know, just the way that God moved through his story and his time and the sensitivity to the spirit and the opportunity that he's, he's been, you know, he was given with the Chinese government and all, all those sorts of things. And, and to understand the, you know, the, the twists and turns of that. I mean, um, Ellie Oswald, you know, talked to Ellie just the other day. And the, but to, to be a part of a podcast where we're beating the drum all the time about collaboration and then to be able to sit down with somebody who's, whose life is about fostering collaboration and, you know, bringing people together in that way is, uh, you know, that was a, that was a fun, that was a fun conversation and a a fun way to, you know, to think about it. But, but again, you know, like you start naming one, you know, I think, I mean, <laughs> you know, somebody, somebody that I think probably there may be a lot of folks that listen to us that didn't know before, but a guy like Randy Daniels that, yeah. um, you know, has this long history of leadership in a ministry that has, you know, that's really cared for generations of kids and families and, um, you know, to have the opportunity to have Randy come on and share the wisdom of, you know, 30 plus years in the space. And I, I mean, I could go on and on and on because yeah. I think it was, uh, and, and just to, to have had the privilege to be a part of and to steward over something that is just, just meaningful to a lot of people. And, you know, we never kind of looked at it that way, to be honest with you. I don't, at least mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, we were just talking to good people about good things and mm-hmm. things God was doing with them. And, um, and, and, and trying to, trying to look at this thing that we've all been called to at different angles and trying to help people get better. But I think it, to realize that that has, that has contributed to the ministries of people that has made connections and, you know, made kingdom work stronger. Um, and it, it's still weird to me. And I, you know, I don't know if it's, it's weird to me that I'll show up in an orphan care space or a conference or a CAFO or something like that. And it still happens where I'll be standing, having a conversation and somebody will be walking by and they'll go, Hey, <laughs> you're like, I know your voice. Uh-huh. And, and it's, it, I think those are the unexpected moments where you go, man, these are, and these are people from all over the world connected mm-hmm. to all kinds of things that nothing in life would have probably connected us to. And, and to have those moments where, you know, where somebody says, Hey, I heard an interview you got, you guys did with so-and-so, or there was a comment that you made on the show that really caused me to think, and it changed the trajectory of the way that I do some things. And those are not, those are not hypotheticals. I mean, those are the kind of things that happen. And those are the kind of conversations we've had the opportunity to have. And I'm just really thankful, you know, to the Lord for, um, you know, the opportunity to be able to be a steward of that for a little while. Yeah. 
Nah, that's so cool. That's so cool. First of all, Kim to Blake Court. <laughs> there you go. That it, dude. That is um is and I Kim Kim truly is a, a good friend. And I, I apologize. I I and, and I know to to Rick as well. I know that because we've had conversations about it. So Absolutely. I feel better. See, Rick and I are are you know helping each other out by forgetting at the same time. Here, here's, so the, here's the reality. What's scary is that when you can see the people's faces, yes, and you know, I know. I know. Like you know everything about yep. them. Yep. But yep. Look, and I'm I'm ta- I'm I'm blaming it on age. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Well, I was going to say one of my favorite interviews was the young Rick Morton um, early on, <laughs> um, you know, back in season one. You know, mm-hmm. like I just I remember the wisdom that was just just coming off the tongue. And and, you know, I mean, it's still there, but I just think it was it was like at a different level back Man. then, um, you know, but it was, you know, was just, I listened, I listened to Brandon say stuff like, you know, I read your book and uh-huh. stuff and I go, yeah, but there were a lot of dumb things yeah. in that book. Yeah. You know, and you didn't have as much gray it, hair. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and so that, you know, that's part, and that's part of this too, I think yeah. that we, yeah. you know, we've all been on a journey and there are things that we, you know, have said and done and championed and all kinds of things that have changed and evolved over the years. And 200 episodes is a pretty good chronicle for a lot of ways that, mm-hmm. that the, the Christian orphan care community has transformed. And, uh, and, and so if you're one of these people that's listening and you're going, Hey, I got, I, I came to this, you know, in the last couple of dozen or the last 30 or 40 episodes or whatever, you need to go back mm-hmm. and, and you need to start with, you know, number one, um, and listen to Kelly's wisdom and Phil's mm-hmm. Phil. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> And Phil's talking. If I didn't take Kelly's, one shot, win, Kelly's wisdom and Phil's you had talking. To. Yeah, yeah I mean, if I didn't just, take one shot, it would not really be an opportunity well, to be together. You're gonna take more um, than one, I have a feeling. Um, but, but that's okay. But no, but seriously, I think I think there's there's a lot to be learned in that. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope maybe this will motivate some people to go back and you know, dig into some of those some of those early episodes. I hope so too. And I I mean I look at those some of those early episodes and they're amazing. I mean, I think of Tara Vanderwood and and that was one that that blew me away. She was she was awesome. Um, I mean, jo- I joke about it, but the early the first ep- interview with Karen and uh, you know that we did in season one and and some of those like Josh Ship. I was I'm doing a mentoring course coming up here and his Babe Ruth analogy back then where you know call your shot and and follow up on it. You know, like I'll I'll never forget that. You know, and there were some of these other things that from those early episodes, this stuff, unfortunately, this stuff is timeless and it will be, you know, we can apply it. As Rick said, we're still learning every day, of course, but most of this stuff we're going to, we're going to be using, um, as long as we're doing this work. So, um, I just, I think as we, as we kind of, we could talk for hours, I have no doubt, like with all these interviews, we could talk for hours, but I know we're, we have some other things that are coming up in this episode. So I I do want to kind of just just uh, bring it, bring it home or start bringing it home anyway. But one of the things I just thought, you know, we all know how amazing the, the content is because most of it's not us. Um, and, you know, amazing, incredible people that God has brought to this podcast. But what people don't see, and, and Rick kind of alluded to it, and most of it we leave in, but what are some funny memories? I mean, I, I think of that, Rick, when you said people, random people that are just like, I didn't recognize your voice. The, the strangest place that happened to me was Columbia. 
um, in uh, not not uh, not so- not uh, South Carolina, but Columbia, South America. And uh, I was sitting in a breakout room and talking to somebody and a dude comes up and he's like, hey, I know you. And I'm like, I don't think you do. And he goes, no, I know your voice. You're, you're the Think Orphan guy, huh? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that was just. So-. And it turns out Brian McCobb, who's now a good friend, he's in Paraguay and he was down there. And, and uh, anyway, um, that was a fun little story. But are there, are there any other like memory, whether it's that or like. I know Kelly, some of the places we recorded or some of the different recording settings when you like I think of Johnston and and in, in my office where we're packed in there or you know, any things like that that were just funny memories that people might not uh might not uh know about because how could they? Gosh, for me, I think it was just we were <laughs> we were just learning so much <laughs> and like you know, just trying to figure, you were mostly figuring it out and teaching it to me, obviously, um, as we went along. But yeah, I mean, I was in the Dominican on a, on a trip, mission trip, and uh, just talking with the director of the program we were working with, like he had heard of, had listened to many of the Think Orphan uh, podcasts. And so that was really full circle for me, uh, just to be like, this is, this is, a way that you can make your message go global and um, what a time we live in for sure for that to happen. But um, that, yeah, I think it was just, we, we, all the flubs and the retakes and the, you know, we were just trying to figure it out and had a lot of laughs while we were doing it. Yeah. Remember I I mentioned that Johnston Moore interview and the funny thing about that was we were packed into my little office here. It's a, my office is in a double wide trailer. It's super, super nice. Um, but, uh, uh, we interviewed John and, and Kelly did that interview and we didn't realize it at first, but, but John's mic wasn't on. And so we had to get that entire interview off of Kelly's mic, which was pointed the other direction. And fortunately it got it just enough. And Paul Blackman, who was our producer at the time, you know, worked his magic and made it so that it's, you really can't tell. It was, it was, it was incredible. We were so worried that we were going to not have all that content and, and we were stressing out. I mean, looking back, we were like, we could have just got him on a zoom call, but, um, <laughs> but we didn't realize that at the time. So how about you, Rick or Brandon? First, I mean, first thing I'm thinking is you did an interview with Johnston and his mic wasn't on. That may have been the best interview he's ever done. <laughs> So um, nice. There you go. There you go, John. John, uh, John Stone, I love you, and uh, and I will take the abuse that you give me when I see you. Um, <laughs> I, you know, man, I think I think one of the episodes that I think back to that. Um, so we recorded a COVID episode with you hunkered down in California and me hunkered down in Alabama and de- depraved or deprived of human interaction other than our families at that point right. and. Um, and, yeah. and I just like, I, I think back to with a little bit of humor at this point in a like kind of janky setup at home that I had pulled together in order to try to figure out how to do whatever, you know, whatever from home to work that way and, and, and what have you. And, but, but the, yeah, even the convictions just keep going on in in the midst of all that and i i go back i would cringe to go back and listen to that episode now because i don't i don't know that we i don't know that we necessarily said anything that was worth worth anything 
as, as far as how to negotiate the pandemic. Um, but what an incredible opportunity just to honestly be with a friend, do something that we'd been doing to, but I remember sitting in like a half finished unconstructed bedroom that was in the process of being remodeled with uh, a green curtain hanging behind me so that I could fake being in front of a bookcase because uh, there was, you know, drywall dust and everything around me and, you know, working on a folding table. And uh, yeah, it was, it was probably one of the most uncomfortable circumstances that I've ever imagined to do anything in and, but trying to fake it so that it would actually, you know, look like something and would uh, kind of present. And now I think post pandemic, the one thing that I would do would be, I wouldn't worry about the green screen. I wouldn't care whether it was blurred or not. And people could see the dust and that would be fine. Mm-hmm. Cause that's, that's kind of where we've all, you know, found ourselves living now. So, yeah. Anyway, I think the, the cool thing there is the fact that, you know, I think people have figured this out by episode 200, but we don't have it all figured out. Like we're, 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 uh, we're figuring this thing out and we're faking it and we're, we're just learning and we're, that's why we do it is to learn and to figure you know, to help, to help understand, you know, we get these, I mean, we're getting these people to, because we want to learn this stuff too. It's not like we have it all figured out and we get them on so they can share what we already know. I mean, man, I've, I'm learning so much every, every time. And, and I think I, now I want to go back. I'm going to go back and listen to that episode because. I want to hear like, you know, like what did we, what did we think? That'd be kind of fun. Um, and, and cringy, like you said, all at the same time. But, uh, I think of, I think of like that episode too. Like they'd love the, just knowing that the information is what matters and not the production value, so to speak. Like I think of, um, Sarah Chin in the Cambodian cafe back in season one where she's like, I didn't have any internet at my office and, and my home and none of them were working. So I had to come to the cafe and there's like lattes and cappuccinos and the frother and everything going and it's steaming and the information is what matters and the content and the people that we can bring to this. So, all right, Brandon, what do you think, man? What, what, what is, uh, yeah, well, almost similar to what you're saying there with Sarah, the thing that actually comes to my mind is when I was on the show as a guest, which I think was episode 117. And, you know, I was in Tanzania, so the internet wasn't awesome at my house. Literally, we would, like, top up our phones and then hotspot them until the gigs ran out, you know, <laughs> which can work for some things, but, you know, it was a big deal coming on Think Orphan. So yeah. I was like, you know, I need a different thing. So I, uh, I went over to my friend's house because he had satellite, like, for his internet. But he has kids and... And they were running around the house and I was like, man, where can I, where can I have a peaceful place to be on this, you know, just amazing, you know, A plus, you know, (laughs) stupendous show, Think Orphan, and talk about this little book. And, you know, it's funny you were talking about, uh, Rick, I'll just mention this, uh, you know, things that you would change in, in orphanology or whatever going backwards. My, My recommendation is just release it in a different language, which is what I did. And then it doesn't come back to you as much, you know, so anyways. But talking about the book with you and literally I'm like, where can it be quiet? And you still hear chickens in the background, or at least I could. You might hear some kids running around. But I literally recorded that from the bathroom in my friend's house because that was the most (laughs) (laughs) quiet place to get on Skype. It was Skype then. It wasn't Zoom. Yes, it was. To to get on Skype and to to record with Think Orphan. So, uh, but, you know, it was, it it came out and it was cool. And uh, I think that was... 
when was that released? 2017 or 2018? Must have been 2018, actually. And I, I don't remember. Yeah, it, that, that, it was 2018. And then, uh, you know, just having friends say, oh, you were on a podcast, like that new thing, you know, like, this is four or five years ago. It wasn't as, again, not as commonplace as it is now. But I was just like, yeah, I just, you know, I recorded that from Ryan's bathroom, you know, with the chickens running around in the backyard. But, uh, but yeah, so that, that, that was, that was one thing that kind of stuck out to me. And that just, I think, is a good way to remind us that, you know, the, the information we're getting, it does, you can even get it from a bathroom. Right. And, <laughs> you know, and it's still, it's what we're hearing that's important. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, Kelly and I were, were reminiscing about recording from a neighbor's bedroom uh, one time because to her house, they were moving and there was a bit of, uh, you know, stuff going on in their house when they were moving to, out to Tennessee. And we had a neighbor's house that they were, they said we could use for stuff. And so we did. You know, but that's what's cool about this is that, and that is one of the great things about podcasting is folks, if you want to start one, you can do it from your bathroom, just like Brandon did. So <laughs> there you go. But anyway, well, any, Phil, uh, Phil, though, we, we got it. We got to hear from you, man. I mean, this, this, you know, this is your brainchild. This, you, you are the, the godfather of Think Orphan, uh, Christian OVC podcasting in its finest, uh, what are some things that kind of stuck out to you? I know you've kind of, uh, you know, shared, you know, kind of built off of things that Kelly, Rick, or I have said, but, you know, I, I mean, take it all in, man. Six, six plus years of this thing that you started, you brought in amazing people like Kelly and a couple of schmoes like me and Rick every now and then. Uh, but, uh, you know, what is, what, 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 what's the reflection here, man? What are, what are some of the big takeaways, you know, for you and, and this kind of cool online uh, community and listening uh, that, that you started? Well, you know, I mean, it is going to sound cheesy, but, but God, God started it, right? I mean, that, that's, that's the reality is he, he gave me a vision to, you know, I, I think most people probably know this because I've talked about it, but this, this podcast started as an idea for another book. And, you know, we all know, the, the, you know, how hard it is to write a book. And so I said, how about I do a podcast? I love podcasts. So let's try it, you know? And, and I think for me to look back and, you know, people ask all the time about it. Why do you keep doing it? Why do you, why, you know, do you, my, my daughter asked me once, do you get paid for doing the podcast ad? I'm like, you know, no. You know, we don't make any money off of it, you know, but hopefully someday you'll understand that I just really love helping people. And, and that really truly is something that excites me every time we make these episodes is as I'm interviewing people and learning myself, like this is going to really help someone and hopefully many people. But even if it's, you know, it's helping one person or helping that one ministry or, you know, going back talking about Kim uh, DeBlakecourt and her, her interview, like helping people you know, start stuff, helping people that are going through adoptions and frustrated, helping people that are, that are fostering right now and just really frustrated. And there's a lot of other podcasts out there that are doing different things, but the breadth of this podcast is something that I really wanted to be able to have that overview for people to learn. And, and, uh, you know, I just, I just think, man, I'm so grateful for each of you as well for the conversations we've had. Um, you know, learning from Kelly early on, you know, purposefully, you know, chose Kelly for someone who, who has experience 
you know, in the adoption world, has experience as a, you know, a pastor's wife, has experience doing social work, has experience doing these things that I never have done and never will do. Karen, the same thing, you know, being able just her, being able to ask her questions about things that I didn't even know existed 20 years ago, right? I mean, all these big words and big terms that she'd be able to bring <laughs> down to, to, you know, my level, right? You know, I just, I can talk about legal terms, but that doesn't help when we're doing this stuff, you know? But, uh, you know, literally learning more and more about these things. I think about, uh, you know, guys like Kurt Thompson, who's now a friend and, and the, the brilliance that he can bring to it and, and being able to bring these really, really hard concepts down to a level that people can understand. You know, me being able to do that with Rick, with soccer, you know, for him to understand <laughs> the beautiful game better. I mean, that alone was worth the, all the, all the six years of work. So, so, um, <laughs> anyway, that is something that you never know what we're able to do to do this. No, but in all, in all, bring it back to serious. I had to, I had to bring that up because that is, that is very important. You know, actually, it's interesting now seeing how I've started another podcast for, you know, folks, if you don't know, I have another podcast called How Soccer Explains Leadership, you know, and being able to, in all seriousness, like God has used this podcast and all that I've learned and relationships I've made to be able to now use that to say, hey, how can we use sports ministry? How can we bring together church planting and sports ministry so we can infuse into those ministries the best practices to care for these kids and to say it's not separate these aren't separate things these aren't little different ministries that we're doing what we're doing is we're loving children and we're sharing the gospel with them and we're sharing life with them and we're we're helping them understand how they can flourish and that's what this podcast has been about from day one and now seeing how god's bringing my love for sports i love for you know just really discipling and helping people understand the word and being able to say, what does that, you know, look like to bring it all together around the world and be able to help people understand that, Hey, making, uh, making, uh, an orphanage and starting an orphanage isn't, isn't the best thing you can be doing as a church. The best thing you can be doing is pouring into those families and the communities and helping them be strengthened and, and helping them alleviate poverty. And in fact, I've done like three, three interviews recently and talking with different people about it. And I go back to that interview I did with Peter Greer in episode three, where he talked about some stuff. And the book, you know, the, the chapter he wrote in Pursuit of Orphan Excellence, talking about, hey, we have stories where families have been strengthened and then um, they have actually not only strengthened for themselves, but they've been able to bring other children from the community who needed help um, into their homes. Uh, after they they were able to alleviate their poverty and and not not to the point where they're living large, just the point that they can care for their own children, and then they were able to bring in other children as well, rather than starting an orphanage in their communities. So, so those were things that you know I look at it and I go, it's not to to say orphanages are bad, orphanages are terrible, and we got to stop. No, it's to say, hey, what is the best for the flourishing for these kids, and how can we do this stuff together? And and that's something that I just if we wouldn't have done this podcast, I, I don't think that I would have learned anywhere near enough to be able to now go with confidence into sports ministries, church planting ministries, and say, hey, 
How can we infuse into the work that you're already doing, the amazing work you're already doing, these things? And um, what does that look like? And man, I'm just like, okay. You know, and I learned enough about podcasting too to start a, a soccer podcast in, in a world of, full of soccer podcasts. But, but to say, you know, we need one that talks about how sports can teach us leadership lessons. You know, how sports can teach us about how to care for orphan and vulnerable kids. How sports can, you know, really be a bridge and be a door into a lot of people's lives. What does that look like? You know, that's what we're figuring out. But I just, I'm just stoked that we were able to do this together. And I thank each of you for being a huge part of it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Phil. And, and, you know, I'll speak on behalf of Kelly and Karen and Rick, you know, we're just grateful to, to be a part of it. And, and, you know, it's not just, uh, those that are on this, you know, recording right now or, or Karen as well, of course. Um, but other people that are listening and doing something about it, um, doing something that, that, uh, they're listening to Think Orphan, they're getting encouraged or they're learning better practice and they're putting it to work. And it's all towards that thing that you sign off with uh, every single episode, which is we want to love orphan and vulnerable children with excellence. And uh, it's been really cool to kind of see how this has led to that. And uh, we're going to hear from some of those voices now of uh, people that are putting it to work. So uh, let's get into this next segment. My name is Tara Peterson. I'm the executive director of Kudavana Partnership. We work in Zimbabwe to empower vulnerable children and families to not just survive, but thrive. And it has been such a blessing for me to plug into the Think Orphan podcast. Like many of your listeners, I work from home remotely and the rest of our team is in Zimbabwe. And so often I feel somewhat isolated and just alone in my work. And it has been such an encouragement to me to find others working in our space to learn from you uh, and really in our journey of transition uh, from a traditional residential care model to one that is able to place children in forever families through uh, reunification, fostering or adoption. It has just been a wonderful resource to share with with my board, my friends, and our staff. And I'm just super thankful for the folks at One Million Home and also the Think Orphan podcast who are connecting so many of us working in this orphan care and vulnerable children care space across the world through this platform. Thank you so much. This is Scott Meshberger from Taylor University. And one of the ways that I, that the Think Orphan podcast has really benefited me and my students. I teach several introductory courses on working with orphans and vulnerable children. And as part of that, course, I assigned them to go back and listen to a couple episodes. And what I found is it's a great introduction for young people to begin to understand both the breadth of the conversation, but also some of the cutting edge things that that both uh, Phil and Brandon are working on and as they're introducing their listeners um, and across the spectrum um, from practitioners to scholars and really doing great work that the students find quite engaging. Hi, this is Margaret, and I work for Salanta Family Project, a nonprofit that serves orphan and vulnerable children in Ethiopia. I'm also the adoptive mom of five, and I have been listening to Think Orphan for years and years. I'm pretty sure I've listened to every single podcast um, at least once, and um, it's something that my friends and I who work um, with orphan and vulnerable children love to listen to. We talk about the topics all the time. It's been super helpful in my work, making connections, helping us learn about others out there. Sometimes it can feel a little isolating and it's also been super helpful in my family. Um, so many things that I've been able to learn. I'm always telling my husband that he needs to listen. 
Um, so thanks for what you guys are doing. Super appreciate you. Hello, my name is Taylor. I am from California. I first heard about Think Orphan in 2016 as I was one of Brandon Stiver's interns in Tanzania. Since then, I have been listening to the ways we can best care for vulnerable children. Thank you for sharing with your audience the best practices and resources. It has not only educated me personally, but now I use what I have learned in my professional life too. Congratulations, Think Orphan, on 200 episodes. Bless you guys. I've been listening to the Think Orphan podcast ever since I got into child welfare work. My name is Dr. Laura Horvath, and I work for Helping Children Worldwide. I'm thrilled to wish a happy 200th episode to the Think Orphan podcast. My name is Jeffat Chifamba. I'm from a great country of Zimbabwe. I'm grateful to the Think Orphan uh, team for the podcast. This has been an amazing opportunity, at least for me, to be able to uh, interact here from the best um, and look some leadership training indirectly and evidence-based type of practice, which in some ways influenced the way I've approached um, orphan care in my own country, Zimbabwe. Hi, I'm Ellie with Faith to Action. I was a guest in episodes 144 and 162, and I am a regular listener to the Think Orphan podcast. I listen to it whenever I need to drive during the workday. It's just a great opportunity to meet people I don't know or even go more in depth with people that I already know who are serving alongside me and Faith to Action in pursuing excellence in the care and protection of children all around the world. You know, I would never have the opportunity to have these kinds of quality conversations with all of these people myself. So being able to listen to it is awesome. And it's an invaluable resource to the care reform effort that's happening today. It has helped build a community of people who are willing to listen and learn from one another. So thank you, Think Orphan. That was fun. It was so good to hear from you know, past guests, some of our listeners. Uh, you know, we always love hearing from people. And, and, you know, even on an ongoing basis, aside from doing, you know, some voice snippets from from friends and listeners, um, you know, we also have comments, you know, where people are leaving comments, whether on iTunes or or on the Think Orphan website. And people are also sending in emails. You know, uh, Phil, I, I think we even got an email, you know, uh, from a longtime listener uh, uh, as it pertains to episode 200, I'd love to kick it over to you for some more regards from, we did, from we did, we had listeners. a cool one from Carrie Purdue. And, uh, first of all, I'm just so excited and I just get so encouraged to hearing the voices of past guests of listeners, um, just on how this has impacted them because these are, most of these people are great friends of mine. They've become great friends over the years because of this show. And, and some of them were friends before, but a lot of them have become friends. You're one has become a friend through this show. And so Carrie Purdue is, is no exception to that. I've been able to share a meal with her and, and uh, some of the other folks. And, and this is a story that we alluded to earlier in the episode, her and, and she connected with Kim to Blakecourt. I'm not going to forget that name again ever. So, um, you know, Kim is a good friend. And so here's what uh, Carrie had to say. She said, it can be very difficult to put in a short couple of sentences how this podcast has impacted my life and ministry. I have been so encouraged by what the Lord has done through so many people. 
There's been heartbreaking stories and triumphant stories. My journey started in episodes 19 and 25 as I started to learn about trauma. It was valuable information and it spurred me on to learn more. The Lord has used this in my life to help me be more compassionate to coworkers, students I teach, and those I meet in other countries. Some of the stories that stick out to me have been people like Victor Marks in 76 and 77. My heart was filled with so much hope in hearing so m- some of his stories. I've also used episodes to encourage others. I don't remember who it was, but someone shared how they had to make the decision to put their child in residential care for some time. I had a friend facing that same situation. It was exactly what she needed to not feel alone in her moment of despair. From Kurt Thompson in episode 100, I learned a, about, a lot about how our minds and or about our minds and how God's work word transforms it and how people who have been affected by trauma have the ability to form new neural pathways. And as I listened to 107, Tim, Kim DeLaycourt spoke about her journey, which was pivotal in my mind to seeing how we could start to do the same sort of model in Ethiopia. That led to some people in my church to partner with her. And from that, the churches in Ethiopia have been learning how to care for the vulnerable children near them. Congrats on episode 200. So that's another app. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, like that, that, and Carrie is living it out. And I've been so encouraged by her and the conversations we've had about what God has done in, in and through her. She is a teacher and using these, uh, these, these skills and these things that we talk about on the show in her, in her classroom right here in the U S. So this isn't just something that we're impacting people far and, you know, just far. Um, just it's people right in your own backyard. So I, I just encourage folks to, to share this, to see how just in that little paragraph, to see how her sharing it with someone helped them understand they're not alone. And that, that's so good. That's something I remember Mike Berry talked about, you know, in, in his, in one of his books that, you know, so often people feel alone, like they're drowning and just simply hearing somebody else tell a story that they can resonate with is that that life raft or that light, you know, that, uh, what are they, that, that round thing, what do they call it? Life preserver, not life preserver, but lifesaver, whatever it's called, um, that they can throw out to them. It's that lifeline in the midst of drowning that they feel like they are. So I just thank you, Carrie. Thank you, everyone else who was able to share. I'm just, I'm, I'm like beaming right now with, with just excitement, encouragement, um, for what we've been able to do and what God has done through this podcast. And also what's to come. I'm just, I'm so excited to, uh, for the next 200, right? So what do you think? What are you thinking about all this? You know, there's a lot of podcasts out there and some really awesome ones, you know, and, and for us, we like to get into um, the nitty gritty of work, but we're not just trying to give like a hot take and try to like, you know, do this or that. It, it's really about building community. It's really about equipping people. So I think when we hear, you know, it's funny hearing um, one of those with Taylor, who is one of our interns in Tanzania. When she said that, I like almost like forgot like, oh, yeah, I would tell our interns (laughs) to listen to Think Orphan, you know, when we were running Kingdom Families, because it's like, hey, get a sense of what this, you know, what this sector looks like and and listen to people that are really moving the needle with orphan care. So to even like be reminded like, oh, yeah, like this really does equip, you know, and we hear people that that come in and say, hey, we're we're moving towards even better practice, right? Like in Zimbabwe or wherever. Uh, and this podcast has a piece in that, like that's, that's really cool. That's more than just like, Oh, you know, did you get the hot take from, from the talking head? It's like, no, like we're really about pursuing excellence for orphans and vulnerable children. And 
So it's just cool to you know hear from all the from a few of our many listeners as far as uh, as far as what this podcast has meant to them. And you know, as you said, man, this is this is not a this is not a a farewell voyage. This is just episode two hundred, and we got lots more content still to come. That's going to continue to do the same thing. You know, that's going to continue to inspire. That's going to continue to uh, encourage and equip um, people that are wanting the best for orphans yeah. and vulnerable children. And there's a lot of stories still to come. You know, there's still rocks that uh, that can be uh, overturned so that we can learn how to, um, you know, help children and families, you know, um, when they're going through various risk factors and, and, and hear good stories of what's out there. Because here's the thing, I mean, and, and we were talking about this, I think, in one of the previous episodes, maybe with Alicia, where you might listen to this podcast and think like, oh, there's you know, oh, they're always getting a good guest or they're always getting somebody that's really engaged. But the reality is that there's so many more people that are out there that are doing good work and so many people out there that actually need mm-hmm. to be encouraged to do even better work, right? Um, so so there's still a lot of uh, track out ahead of us to continue oh, to Oh, absolutely. Uh, to there's build. so many more people. So. And folks, if you're listening to this, you're very likely one of those people. You could be on this show. Like, and I'm not saying like, oh, you've made it. If you No, I'm not saying that at all. But you have wisdom to share and you have wisdom that you are learning from this, this show that you can share with others. You have your own that you can share with others and that maybe you can get on the show. Like Brandon didn't, didn't email me and say, Hey, I want to be on your show. He just emailed me and say, Hey, thanks for what you're doing. And we got on a call and we talked about this stuff and, and it was really cool. We started a friendship and I said, Hey, why don't you come on? He's like, Oh, I don't know if I have anything to say. And as you guys have learned, of course he does, man. Like just wealth of knowledge in just amazing conversations we've been able to have. I, I so much appreciate you. I love that we've been able to become good friends, but that it's not like we were buddies from the last whatever years. And all of a sudden we say, Hey, let's do this podcast. No, obviously that's not the case. You're the fourth host on this as we know, or co-host on this. And, and that is something that each one of you co-hosts, as we learned at the beginning of this episode, man, I, and that such joy, man. I just, I just so excited for for to do, to keep doing this. I mean, to the reminder and the celebration and the rejoicing for what God has done just is going to spur me on and hopefully you as well and and others out there to keep it going. So folks, if if you're out there and you're listening and you're thinking, "Oh, like how are they going to keep this going? How are there so many people?" Well, cuz people like you are listening. And people like you are doing stuff and people like you can and should be guests in the future to talk about these things. Just because you're not a big name and you only have so many, you know, followers on whatever social media, who cares? That's not an indicator on what God's doing in and through you. And that's never will be. Um, it's just something that's just, there's just numbers. And usually, I mean, I think it's often a reverse corollary as far as how many followers you have and what you're actually doing in the world. Not always, but a lot of times it's because you think you're doing stuff because you're on, on so, but most of the people who aren't spending all their time on social media are doing amazing things that we can talk about and I'd want to talk about. And so that's what I get excited about to keep doing this. It's why I keep doing it because the stories that we hear, I think of some of these stories that we've heard from people that nobody has ever heard of. Um, I look at the book that in pursuit that we were able to write that nobody's heard of most of the people that wrote on that book, but the quality of it, I mean, my gosh, like the impact it's had, the impact this podcast has had, the impact that people that no one's heard of have had you know, I mean, I say nobody, I mean, obviously people in their communities know them and love them and they are heroes in their local communities. 
And those are the people that often are the ones that we get on here and just blow us away. You know, I had one I'm going to share with us. And I mean, maybe we can even post it as a, as an actual think orphan episode. I interviewed a guy, George Blumeau over in Liberia for my soccer podcast. Folks go listen to that. He's such an encouraging story. But, uh, but I think of guys like him who are doing these things. So anyway, these are things that I get excited about. So I think as we wrap this up, I don't know, man, how do you want to wrap up episode 200, Brandon? Well, I mean, just to uh, again, reiterate that, that there's a lot more to come, you know, even in this past season, you know, we, we experimented a little bit, did more like a, like a on the ground thing with Francis Chan. And, you know, there's gonna, there's, there's other ways to even kind of tell these stories, you know, so we're going to keep coming at you with these awesome interview uh, style, but, but we're going to bring in some other elements as well, you know, that's going to evoke further conversation, you know, um, or, or just get people like an inside view. Um, because as, as amazing, you know, as this podcast is and the, the importance of the topics and the guests that we have on, this work is done in the trenches, right? This is, this is done, you know, in the foster family. This is done, uh, you know, in such and such country, right? Where we're getting kids off the streets and back into families or, or, you know, kind of fill in the blank. So, so we're going to also be, you know, working with some other formats to kind of tell yeah. those stories as well. Um, because, because that's, that's where this work is happening. And, and that's where so many of our listeners, like even those that you heard from today, yeah. like that's where they're working. So, uh, so there's going to be new opportunities, uh, for you to engage. We encourage you guys to email us info at thinkorphan.com. You can email me directly, uh, Brandon at 1millionhome.com. Um, we want to hear from you. Get on our comment section on our, on our, uh, website on thinkorphan.com, uh, comment and like us, review us and so forth on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Um, continue to engage because these conversations aren't going away. Holy smokes, man. There's still a lot of yep. kids that need a lot of support, a lot of kids that are living outside a family, and we don't want them to remain in that orphanhood. We want to see them loved and cared for and supported within a loving family. And uh, so we're going to keep at it, man. So, so definitely dig in, and uh, we'll continue to go deeper. Uh, Absolutely. For the Amen to that. And, folks, I think, I think we, if we talk about recommendations a lot on this show, and I will say, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon. I mean, and you, you've listened to pretty much every episode. I, I would say the not even close most recommended book would be When Helping Hurts of, epi- of 200 episodes. Would you agree with that? Yes. That, that yes. And sense. I would yes. say, folks, the reason that is, is because I would still recommend that book. As I say, I'd recommend that book to anyone who breathes. And so that's something that if you haven't read it, Go pick it up, read it, share it. And there's so many other resources that we've talked about over the last 200 episodes. We're not going to go down those, but go back and listen to as many of these episodes. If you're looking to binge on something over, over uh, the summer, no better things to binge on than these people that we've been able to interview over 200 episodes. And, you know, if, if we want encouragement and it seems like such a mountain, there's actually, some of those are repeats. So it's probably 180 that you'd actually have to work through. So that's nothing. I mean, just, just start with one and then go to two and then you'll hit 180 soon enough. And it will be well worth your time because these people are amazing and you can learn a ton from it. So with that, folks, hope I'm, I'm just, thank you. I just want to make sure, I know I've said that throughout, but just thank you. My gratitude, I just cannot express in words. Um, starting this so many years ago with the idea that I, I hope people listen. 
And not only have they listened, but we've been able to impact so many lives. And so thank you for doing what you're doing. Because this isn't just information that we want to get out there for downloads. This is stuff that we do to impact lives and help these orphan and vulnerable kids and other children and families around the world to flourish. And you're doing that work to help them to do it. So thank you. Thank you for listening and taking what you're listening to and learning. And we do hope and pray. And I do hope and pray. And we say this every episode because we absolutely believe it. We hope and pray that you're taking everything you're learning from this show, the other things that you're learning from the resources that you take from this show, and you're using all of them to help you to love orphan and vulnerable children better and better each and every day. Thanks a lot. Have a great week. We hope you've enjoyed today's Think Orphan podcast. For all the information in this week's podcast, please visit us at thinkorphan.com. You too can be part of the conversation. Send your questions to info at thinkorphan.com or join us on the Think Orphan Facebook page. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again on the next edition of Think Orphan.